This is Carl Malamud for the Internet Multicasting Service. Today's Harper Audio presents actress Julie Harris reading the works of Emily Dickinson. The juxtaposition of letters and poems illuminates a complex emotional life of this famous recluse. It is Sunday now, John, and all have gone to church. The wagons are done passing, and I have come out in the new grass to listen to the anthems. Three or four hens have followed me, and we sit side by side. And while they crow and whisper, I'll tell you what I see today, and what I would that you saw. You remember the crumbling wall that divides us from Mr. Sweetser, and the crumbling elms and evergreens and other crumbling things that spring and fade and cast their bloom within a simple twelve months. Well, they are here, and skies on me fairer far than Italy in blue eye look down, up, see, away, a league from here, on the way to heaven. And here are robins just got home, and giddy crows, and jays, and will you trust me as I live, here's a bumblebee. Not such as summer brings, John, earnest manly bees, but a kind of a cockney, dressed in jaunty clothes. Much that is gay have I to show if you were here with me, John, upon this April grass. Then there are sadder features. Here and there, wings, half gone to dust that fluttered so last year. A mouldering plume, an empty house in which a bird resided, where last year's flies their errand ran, and last year's crickets fell. We too are flying, fading, John. And the song here lies, soon upon the lips that live us now, will have hummed and ended. Thank you for your letter, John. Glad I was to get it, and gladder had I got them both. And glad indeed to see if in your heart another lies bound one day to me, mid your momentous cares. Pleasant to know that Lang Syne has its own place. That nook and cranny still retain their accustomed guests. And when busier cares and dustier days and cobwebs less unfrequent shut what was away, still, as a ballad hummed and lost, remember, early friend, and drop a tear if a troubadour that strain may chance to sing. I died for beauty but was scarce adjusted in the tomb when one who died for truth was laying in an adjoining room. He questioned softly why I failed. For beauty, I replied, and I for truth. Themselves are one, we brethren are, he said. And so, as kinsmen met a night, we talked between the rooms until the moss had reached our lips and covered up our names. There came a wind like a bugle. It quivered through the grass, and a green chill upon the heat so ominous did pass we barred the windows and the doors as from an emerald ghost. The doom's electric moccasin that very instant passed on a strange mob of panting trees 
and fences fled away, and rivers where the houses ran, those looks that lived that day. The bell within the steeple while the flying tidings told how much can come and much can go and yet abide the world. Safe in their alabaster chambers, untouched by morning and untouched by noon, sleep the meek members of the resurrection, rafter of satin and roof of stone. Light laughs the breeze in her castle above them, babbles the bee in a stolid ear, pipes the sweet birds in ignorant cadence. Ah, what sagacity perished here. Grand go the years in the crescent above them, Worlds scoop their arcs and firmaments row, diadems drop and doges surrender, soundless as dots on a disk of snow. I years had been from home, and now before the door I dared not enter, lest a face. I never saw before stare stolid into mine and ask my business there. My business. But a life I left, what such remaining there? I leaned upon the awe. I lingered with before. The second like an ocean rolled and broke against my ear. I laughed a crumbling laugh that I could fear a door who consternation compassed and never winced before. I fitted to the latch my hand with trembling care, lest back the awful door should spring and leave me in the floor. Then moved my fingers off as cautiously as glass and held my ears and like a thief fled gasping from the house. Love is anterior to life, posterior to death, initial of creation, and the exponent of breath. What if you are writing? Oh, for the power to look, yet were I there, I would not, except you invited me. Reverence for each other being the sweet aim. I have written you, dear, so many notes since receiving one. It seems like writing a note to the sky, yearning and replyless. But prayer has not an answer, and yet how many pray? While others go to church, I go to mine. For are you not my church? And have we not a hymn that no one knows but us? I hope your thanksgiving was not too lonely, though if it were a little, affection must not be displeased. Sue sent me a lovely bonquet of fruit, which I sent to a dying Irish girl in our neighborhood. That was my thanksgiving. Those that die seem near me because I lose my own. Not all my own, thank God. A darling own remains more darling than I name. 
the month in which our mother died, closed its drama Thursday, and I cannot conjecture a form of space without her timid face. Speaking to you as I feel, dear, without that dress of spirit must be worn for most, courage is quite changed. Your sorrow was in winter, one of ours in June, and the other November, and my clergyman passed from earth in spring, but sorrow brings its own chill. Seasons do not warm it. You said with love timidity in asking me to your dear home, you would try not to make it unpleasant. So delicate a diffidence, how beautiful to see. I do not think a girl extant has so divine a modesty. You even call me to your breast with apology. Of what must my poor heart be made? That the one for whom modesty is felt himself should feel it sweetest and ask his own with such a grace is beloved reproach. The tender priest of hope need not allure his offering. Tis on his altar ere he asks. I hope you wear your furs today. Those and the love of me will keep you sweetly warm, though the day is bitter. The love I feel for you, I mean... Your own for me, a treasure I still keep. I cannot live with you. It would be life. And life is over there behind the shelf the sexton keeps the key to. Putting up our life, his porcelain, like a cup discarded of the housewife, quaint, or broke. A newer Sèvres pleases. Old ones crack. I could not die with you, for one must wait to shut the other's gaze down. You could not, and I, could I stand by and see you freeze without my right of frost, death's privilege? Nor could I rise with you because your face would put out Jesus, that new grace glow plain and foreign on my homesick eye. Except that you than he shone closer by. They judge us. How? For you served heaven, you know, or sought to. I could not. Because you saturated sight and I had no more eyes for sordid excellence as paradise. And were you lost, I would be, though my name rang loudest on the heavenly fame. And were you saved, and I condemned to be where you were not, that self were hell to me. So we must meet apart, you there, I hear, with just the door ajar, that oceans are, and prayer, and that white sustenance, despair. This has been Harper Audio. Harper Collins is the copyright owner of this recording and has consented to a limited distribution of Harper Audio as an 8 kHz computer sound file on Internet Town Hall. 
It is a violation of United States and international copyright laws to copy these recordings in any other way. Harper Audio is a trademark of HarperCollins Publishers, Inc. To order a copy of this tape or to request a catalog of all Harper Audio spoken word cassettes, please call 1-800-C-HARPER or 717-941-1214 or send mail to harper at town.hall.org. This has been a production of the Internet Multicasting Service. Support for Harper Audio is provided by HarperCollins and by Sun Microsystems and O'Reilly and Associates. Network connectivity for the Internet Multicasting Service is provided by UUNet Technologies and MFS Datanet.